we, we we did or like there's a version of Start a War that's just Bryce and I playing the song with pencils on a guitar. <laughs> um that we thought was really cool for a couple of weeks. I'm Christopher Hooten. And I am David Rapson. And for the next few minutes, we're living on coffee and flowers. Boxer makes me think of a time I was walking around New York City at four in the morning and having a That's one part, and then there's a sort of like twin part that plays higher in interlocks, and it kind of creates this, we call it a mirror or something, where you feel, it's just basically a scale, but you feel these chords kind of swimming around in it, but it's, it's, it's a drone, the bass doesn't do anything, it just kind of plays C for the whole time, and, and it's just this simple drum part, but um, the main part... That's all it is, but then there's the higher one playing along with it where it's... And and so it just interlaces like that. And since then, that trick has kind of reappeared countless times. It's also in alligator songs like Mr. November. And, you know, it's kind of, again, just this idea, okay, we, there's brothers playing guitars like how would how do we play <laughs> so you just kind of write these things that that then they can they can become more complex or whatever but um at their core it's just almost like a the kids playing a game or something um so and we like we like that kind of thing we expected something something better than before we expected something more do you really think you can just put it in a safe behind a painting lock it up and leave do you really think you can just put it in a safe behind a painting, lock it up and leave? Walk away now and you're going to start a war. Beautiful acoustic opening to that song. Yeah, yeah, it's lovely. It's, again, like a bit like Green Gloves. It feels very kind of romantic, but here the lyrics are sad. It's, it's I don't know, such a feeling of kind of defeatedness and, and despondency to this song. I think, you know, we expected things to be better. We thought that they were going to be different this time. Yeah, it sounds I, rueful, very t like tonally, it's very almost regretful. Yeah. And, you know, everyone always expects it to be different. The next time, you know, oh, we'll, we'll reset things. It's going to be fine this time. This time we're going to crack it. And then it doesn't. In classic national sense, in the way that we've talked about before, that a lot of these songs have a really good balance. I think that this, to me anyway, speaks to the... the Perhaps the 
unrealistic expectations that we hold mm. ourselves and our relationships up to. Um, and, and, you know, the, the following line about uh, do you really think, you know, it's that questioning of like, what was the logic you were following down here? Yeah. Did you why, really why think? Why did we expect something perfect? And do you really think that? Yeah. Yeah, I see. Well, point. now, so the, 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 the putting it in a safe behind a painting, lock up and leave is is certainly referring to an attempt to sweep something under the rug and um, the almost retaliation to that saying like that's never going to work you know come on what did you did you really think that you can just ignore problems did you really think that this so yeah and to put a, like a finer point on that i think 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 that you can like cover up some like malignancy with something beautiful you know like putting your behind a painting like do you do you think if we just go and like feed the ducks and you know and have a go on holiday and do all these nice kind of things that that's going to be enough to cover up well, not even to cover up like get rid of like mm whatever was the thing that was causing the issue to begin with. Superficial things trying to remedy real deep rooted problems yeah. is, is, ne is, never, is never the answer. And, and that's a really succinctly, beautifully put way. So yeah, I think that, I think that our characters in this, in this song are holding each other up to like ridiculous standards and trying to, and, and, but, but feeling quite fraught for it. And sort of, I guess to me, the opening of this song feels like kind of like, what next? Like, what are we going to do now? Like, we've, they, they've clearly come from a, a tumultuous period or something's happened that they're trying to hide. And it's, what do we do now? That The guitar almost sounds almost sympathetic. The way in which the guitar is so, like, soft and tender. The guitar sounds like it's understanding of the situation. Yeah. That. And it feels like it's really come at the end of everything, you know. Mm. It's just a real sense of kind of exasperation with the guitar and with the with the vocals, I think. That's a really interesting thing about maybe because at this point in the album we've gone through so much um yeah maybe it's it's cognizant of all of those trials and tribulations that have come through all of these different ups and downs we've experienced yeah i mean like so we've we've talked about expectation and reality quite a lot you know and then and that this kind of pays that off in a sense you know that we we expected more from our, our social lives, our working lives, our, our time together, and maybe it hasn't always worked out. And this is that the kind of the culmination of that. And then I just walk. I, it does sound really defeated. I think a, a little bit of resentment in there. Like, do you really think we could just put it in a safe behind a painting, lock it up and leave? It's a quite a, quite a sort of like. It's quite pointed. Really pointed, and that almost feels like kind of a, a little bit of a of a fuck you. Whereas, uh, and then I guess like walk away now, and you're going to start a war. It's just. It's an interesting line. I guess I, it goes back to what I was saying about like um, it's inaction rather than action that often comes to you know, and it's just literally. What that, do you mean? That is in that that paradox of like you know something as simple as walking away or you know the idea of just being absent is going to start a war. You know, it's yeah, it's just it's this it's that like a a kind of a moment of being passive and almost passive aggressive is what's going to lead to like a real problem, like end times kind of problem. There's a, there's a question mark in my head as to whether the line about, do you really think you can just put it in a safe behind a painting, lock it up and leave? There's a question mark in my mind as to whether that's directed at somebody else or if that's self-reflective in that like, mm. um, the narrator or Matt or the, the person who's listened to this song and reflecting themselves. Did you really think, are you, are you kidding yourself that you could like hide from this, that you could run from these bigger problems? Hmm. And that, that's always been something that I've, when I've ever heard that line, I've always reflected on that myself. Like, don't run from problems, man. You're not going to outrun these things. And then the next section is also ambiguous because like the, the line actually is, 
um, walk away now and you're going to start a war. You, you're going to start it. But that could totally be aimed, like it could be aimed at someone, right? It could be almost threatening them about what's going to happen, you. Or it could be totally be like, when you're in your own head, thinking about your next move, like, am I going to walk away? Like, there could be massive ramifications for walking away. Am I really going to do that? So I love how this song hinges on this line that's totally ambiguous. Yeah, I never really thought about the picture frame bit being a self-responsive thing. But yeah, that definitely works. Um, yeah, we have a tendency to think that the relationship's going to be different this time when, you know, for the fifth time that we've decided to get things back on track or like, you know, reset or whatever. But you do the same thing with yourself. Like maybe if you've, Maybe if your own bullshit caused something to go wrong after a few months down the line, you kind of forget about that and you readily enter back into something and you're like, oh, right. actually, all the things that were that I was doing wrong or wasn't meshing with the relationship are still going to be. So it does it does work both ways. Right. So if you if you experienced um, applying this exclusively to a relationship context, let's say that somebody goes through a messy breakup and probably takes some fault with their own and goes, oh, that was a shit situation. And then attempts to move on and go into the next relationship without actually dealing with the heart of mm. why that breakup occurred. It's like that, that self-reflection of like, do you really think that it was going to be that easy? Can you yeah. just like lock away all of that that you didn't deal with and put it away and not deal with that? So yeah, I, I kind of like, I kind of want to keep that interpretation of it being a, an inner monologue of like keeping tabs on oneself and saying, you know, once you encounter something, you can't just hide away from it. You got to you got to deal with that before you move on. Yeah, that's a, that's a that's a good message, I think. Yeah. Whatever went away, I'll get it over now. I'll get money, I'll get funny again. Whatever went away, I'll get it over now. I'll get money, I'll get funny again. Walk away now, and you're going to start a war. The first thing that leaps out at me here is the kind of awkwardness of the, the, the syntax. Like, you almost expect him to say, whatever went away, I'll get over it now. But instead he says, I'll get it over now. And right. I kind of wonder why he did that. No, it was, it was, um, it, uh, what is it? You'll, you'll get it over again. Um, it's, it's, it's some, some of it's the rhythm and stuff like that. But, but yeah, I love, I, that's another example of just like kind of, kind of moving things around, throwing another, another little syllable in there that doesn't like change it much, but it just bends it. it it's like, it's like, it's like in music when you bend a note, you know, that's where you get the blue notes and you get the stuff. It's just like you take a sentence or a phrase and you move it around a little bit or hold it or in a weird way or or, or make it wrong, not so right or something. And, it, and it's just it's it's it, it's that's the blues. It makes it stick a little more. It makes you remember it a little more. And and again, that's just kind of like a lot of it. You just follow follow what you're mumbling along and it, and it all just sort of. Um, some of it's real precise crafting like Legos, but most of it's you just kind of get things, you know, f balancing on each other till till it's till, till it's standing. And it's all, you know, kind of swaying there for a second. You're like, all right, that's it. Take, you know, that's the in. Mm. So it's it, it's not the, 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 all that little playing around with words and stuff is it's not like it's you go in there with a scalpel and do it it's just like scrunch stuff up and and see how it see if it floats you know most of the 
I kept trying to write lines about money. Um, and then we stole a line about money, I'm pretty sure. It, w- it was yet another sort of um, a, a, a kind of a connector idea between a lot of the, the, the kind of work anxiety and the, um, and the couple. So, and then also just the word, uh, the word money feeling, feeling sometimes funny in a line, um, in a very lush, romantic setting. Um, it, it's sort of like the, the loud uncle word that comes in and that's sometimes fun. Yeah. So I guess this is, for, maybe for me, this is where the, the idea of it being to yourself does break down. And it maybe is more talking about talking to this other person in the relationship. Um, we, we talked previously about the superficial way in which you might be able to move on from something without fixing the core problem. Um, you know, that uh, do you really think you can just uh, put it in a safe behind a painting, lock it up and leave? We spoke about the fact that that could be about, um, yeah, putting superficial things in front of a real problem so as to be able to move on. Do you not think that getting money and getting funny again are very superficial like fixes or like things that you can drape yourself in so as to not reveal the truth of what's actually going in inside you? Yeah. Money particularly, I'll I'll appease you in this relationship by getting money and being funny again. It's basically saying like I know there are issues but I'm going to I'm going to make it okay by making you laugh and buying you something, you know, yeah, yeah. very superficial. Yeah. I'll get, I'll get funny again. You know, I'll, I'll go back to doing my ridiculous slow show shit. However, I'm torn because I don't want to belittle those things. Like imagine being in a relationship with someone who doesn't make you laugh and has no money. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to say that like you have to be with people who, uh, who do well, for example, but like, um, like literally not enjoying their company and not having any money. Yeah. That'd be quite tricky. Um, but I guess I'm just saying that for balance. No, I do, I do think that those things are painted here as being fairly superficial fixes to a more core issue. I remember from the beginning that start a war, I think was supposed to be the lead off track. I think that was just sort of lightly assumed and that, uh, uh, and that fake empire was supposed to be the final track, the closing track of the record. And then with something like three days to go, someone said, let's put, because we were struggling with start a war, um, someone said, "Let's let's put fake empire first. and everyone's like, "No, it's crazy!" And uh, but yeah, it was a good idea. We expected something, something better than before. We expected something more. You were always weird, but I never had to hold you by the edges like I do now. You were always weird, but I. you can read it as political or you can, or you can read it as relationship, um, or both. And, but I also like the repetition and what Matt's doing and that it's kind of, everything is just riding this like internal clock or something. Um, and like the, the toms or this heartbeat and it just, is very like, um, very repetitive and, 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 
and meditative or something and, and there's something again we thought it would be the first song because it it kind of like hooks you fairly quickly um yeah you know as soon as we, like when we play it live you instantly know what it is um but but yeah i'm glad we didn't put it first <laughs> we expected something something better than before we expected something more you were always weird but i never had to hold you by the edges like i do now you were always weird, but I never had to hold you by the edges like I do now. Walk away now, and you're going to start a war. So the alternate line here, you were always weird, but I never had to hold you by the edges like I do now. I really, I really like that line. Um, I think we've all felt that way, you know, like having to hold someone with kid gloves, like walk mm-hmm. on eggshells, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that there's... Um, I think we've both seen a live version of this where Matt alternates it and says, we were always weird, right? Yeah, I think there's a version of it that way, which is, you know, it's a playful way to look at the relationship in the song. You can either say it's you or you can say it's we. And I like that he plays with that. But but yeah, you're absolutely right. It's it's about that situation where you're cognizant of the fact that like everybody knows their partner's soft spots, you know, or their their moments when they're going through a, bit of a tough time. And you and you particularly if you really love someone, then you're going to be mindful of them and you're going to you're going to try to avoid the, 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 the triggers that are going to set them off or you try to be mindful of a subject that might not be appropriate at a certain time that's fine and i guess that's what it says is like we've always had that but this right now is is something else like we've always had the situation but i never had to hold you by the edges like i do now it's calling out the fact that this is a particularly tumultuous time that something is really gone wrong here yeah and I, I like that that twist with the you and the we that i think is maybe in the liner notes for the album but not actually on the record right um because it feels like he's like being diplomatic in a way, you know. You, 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 you. I know you were kind of always the problem, but now it's more so. But I actually wait. No, 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 no. Wait, we, we were definitely. We, we, yeah. yeah. Um, I like that. I mean, yeah. It's a, it's a very, it's a very literal song, and it's such a. It's it's all about simplicity of the the, the words and and the guitar, and but it, and it just I think it just works. You know, we had such different interpretations on Apartment Story, but mm-hmm. here it's like. Yeah, a lot of what we've discussed has been so kind of, you know, been so much going on in these these narrators and these people's brains and stuff. And here it's just like, there's like nothing left. It's just a feeling of like, it feels like rubble, this song to me. Rubble? Yeah. Explain that. Just the, it's just, it's, it's all that's left. It's just the kind of, these. it's all kind of broken down and they've, 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 they've kind of lost the fight or like the, I don't know, willingness to, to, to interpret in different ways and it's just it's just I just get pure exasperation from this song really do you think it's quite after the fact yeah okay yeah I get that like like something has clearly transpired this does feel like a um I always think there's this um there's this set of poems I think it's by well, I'm gonna get this wrong now William Owen maybe I'll get a number crunch on that later but um, there's this set of poems called Songs of Innocence and Experience and the Innocence set being like really beautiful um, yeah William Blake yeah William yeah. Blake thank you yeah it's a classic English A-level <laughs> maybe even GCSE um, yeah Songs of Innocence and Experience is like the songs of uh, innocence are such like beautiful simple things and then the experience ones are like hardened and like this is this is how I am now I've gone through the experiences I guess Star War is very much a song of experience of like this is this is maybe all of Boxer is I don't know but <laughs> um, when you say rubble I definitely I definitely picture it being like yeah very after the fact and like the aftermath of some some horrible situation and I guess 
I guess, yeah, whatever's gone through the relationship of the protagonist and the person they're with, it, it, it's it, it's got to a point where, you know, we've always had our issues, but this is really something. I've never had to hold you by the edges like I do now. It's, it's a real statement of like, this is maybe a quite, a, quite a poor state of affairs. And that line, like, hold you by the edges, it's like, it's almost a respectful thing, like a delicate approach. And that's fine, because the implication in there is that it's not, it's not a, it's something I resent. Like I, I, I think if you're with someone in a relationship, you should hold them by the edges. What's the alternative? Mm. Being too rough with them? Yeah. I don't think it's necessarily a, a, a wrong thing to do. But then the latest part of that is you were, we, I always have to hold you by the edges, but never like this now. This is, this is something else. So whatever's going on in the pretext before start a war is something wholly unpleasant, I think. So there's this orchestration that Padma did um, and Bryce has this guitar line that comes yeah. in and it kind of takes very subtle flight at the end, but it's restrained. Um, and, but I think it just has, there's something about it that's, that feel it has a fingerprint that is, you know, gets in your brain. And for me, it's those circular, I think of them as twin twin guitar parts or something and they just have a lot of locomotion in them so if you if we if bryce and i sit down and play that it just kind of carries you along and there's many many national songs like that where it's sort of based on this way we played from many you know like when we were kids kind of um almost overly simplistic but there's something about it you know I think Matt's like exercising a lot of restraint in this song and kind of let, trying to let the music bring the emotion rather than the words. I like I think uh, with, with those you kind of get a little bit of brass there at the you know and a little bit of drums. I think that really kind of changes the mood of the song. Um, yeah. From from the kind of like despondency to kind of it's almost I almost get a vibe of like moving on somehow. Hmm. It's like you know walk away now. It's kind of like all right, okay, fine. I definitely think the final note of the song is one of resolution rather than like questioning. It yeah. does feel like it's going somewhere and it's it's done. Yeah, I feel it, even with the, with the way the drums come in, it feels like the walking away has happened. And now it's like what comes next. I guess in all this commentary we've provided in this track, it does it, it just does feel like we're at the end of something, right? Yeah, it's it like does, a, a, a palate cleansing kind of track. Huh. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe it's like yeah, just a like a post mortem on something. Yeah. 
it's 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 a it's a look in the rearview mirror. And there's no, there's nothing left to say, and then I think that's just you know reflected in the the lyric list, like the lack of lyrics in the outro. It, it, it's de- it's definitely a song that has. I think, as you say, the 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 lyrics are quite literal as opposed to some of the more like exploratory writing in the album, and and it does it, it, it's perhaps apt yeah. because there is yeah. much more evoked in like the simplicity of the music perhaps implies like the the writings on the wall situation you know it's just it's just it is what it is it's very stark very sad almost but it is what it is like after after ending there always will be something else and that those drums are the kind of the beginning of whatever is next mm. matter of fact very matter of fact yeah it's like and and particularly with that sort of like fade out and then there's that final like kind of note it's like it's done Coffee and Flowers is brought to you by Vero, a subscription-based social network which respects your privacy and doesn't sell your data to advertisers. Follow Coffee and Flowers and Vero to find and search all the songs, books, films and other things that we reference in each of the episodes. Download Vero for free on iOS and Android. Go to get.vero.co slash coffee and flowers. That's get.vero.co slash coffee A-N-D flowers. Coffee and Flowers is hosted by Christopher Hooten and David Rapson and produced by Christopher Bolson. Julian Wharton composed the theme and engineers the show at the Bison Room in London. 